What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The following podcast is a W2M Network original production. Visit W2Mnet.com for all of our other great podcasts, plus news, reviews, articles, and opinions from the worlds of wrestling, video games, football, and entertainment. What time is it? The face that runs the place. You need Roman to be out of the main tunnel picture for a little while. Like just, you give him a break. This, this is the only way you're possibly going to get the crowd to, to do anything but boo him. Just give him a break. I'm the greatest wrestler in the world. Uh, it was exciting to see because it kind of reminded me of reading Rainbow. A little bit. All they needed was Lamar Burton to come in there. Uh, then I, then that, this was a definitely got a you know five star pay per view for me. Show of the year, yeah, show of the year. How you doing? It's the scarf of Jericho. Try it on, man. I want that scarf. Sorry? I want that one. Bron, this scarf costs $750. I, I just got it in Vienna. It's, it's all the rage this year, part of the fall collection. And uh, Okay. To keep the team unity alive, to be the better man as the captain, you can have my scarf. All right? There you go. Okay, I'll, I'll put on your scarf then, Bron. That's fine. They're both, both nice scarves, you know? Anchor on that one there, you know, it's just like a captain ship, captain's anchor like that. Try yours on, come on. I don't like scarves. Ladies and gentlemen, wrestling to the back. And your host, Gary Vaughn, Sean Garmer, and Paul Deezer. All 
Welcome, everybody, to Wrestling to the Max, episode 221, part one. And we've got a really interesting show for you today because we've got plenty of wrestling news coming your way. The Rock was nominated for a certain thing and won when it comes to a special magazine. We'll tell you what that award was. Trust me, it's one of the biggest things. Uh, as well as we got some other information coming your way about... Uh, you know, Big Van Vader, and sadly, it's not exactly the happiest news in the world. Plus, we're also going to jump into some more uh, talk about some other big topics in the world of wrestling, so you don't want to miss anything that we got coming your way in the Quick Hits segment this week. Plus, we're going to talk Ring of Honor. That's right. They have some big stuff coming your way when it comes about that show, so we'll get into that. We'll talk about this week's Ring of Honor TV and what we thought and you know, kind of get detailed and maybe what's going to happen in the future in that company. Uh, but besides that, guys, I'm just glad that we are here. Uh, we are coming to you a day later than usual because of the fact that we, you know, had, you know, not all of us be, uh, you know, part of, if, well, I'll be honest, be ready for the show yesterday. So we decided to put it off a day. And that's okay uh, because we had, you know, some more news to get into. So that's good for us and good for you guys, too. Uh, hope you enjoyed the Raw review uh, as well as the SmackDown Live review. We've done both those shows. And that's also going to help you when it comes to leading up to Survivor Series. And when we're talking Survivor Series, trust me, we are going to cover it. We're going to do a good job because we're going to break down every match and kind of talk about our predictions. But we're not doing that tonight. We're saving that for Thursday's show. So be prepared. If you're expecting Survivor Series talk, you just got a couple more days and you're going to get it. Trust things there. We cover everything from Steve, Lucha Underground, as well as Ring of Honor, even Total Bellas, guys. So trust me, plenty of content for you to go check out when it comes to wrestling on W2Mnet.com. Plus also some other great things like some rankings for football, as well as video games. Lots of cool stuff there. Don't forget to go subscribe to the W2M Network if you haven't already. It's the place to find all our shows in one simple click. Well, I mean, guys, I hope your week has been better than mine. Uh, I'm your host, Gary Vaughn, and, of course, with me today is Mr. Paul Leeser. hey yo, And Mr. Sean Garmer. Ah, oh, boy. He's asleep again, Paul. Gosh darn it, we can't do the show. Well, it was really unfortunate. He's the one with the off button over there now. Oh, no. <laughs> so we have to go on until he wakes up, man. We got to eat. So, that was, the show so that's what him. happened, uh, why we didn't have the show yesterday. I was asleep. <laughs> uh, it happened. <laughs> to be fair, I today or tomorrow is my, my first off day since Thursday. Or no, since, since Friday. And I've been moving stuff constantly. And, yeah, so basically any time I've had an off day, it's not like I've really had an off day because I'd be doing something. And if not, I've been running errands and transferring bills over, whatever else, you know, you do when you get moved, which sucks ass. So hopefully this week or Wednesday is the last of it and can be back to normal. But, hey, this is the first episode in the new place. So that's cool. At least. Yeah, that's awesome. I'm glad you at least you're getting close to being done. I, that is the biggest pain in the neck. Moving is awful. At so. least now I get to have uh, the Ethernet connected to my computer now instead of it being on Wi-Fi. So maybe we'll have a stronger connection and less problems. Good. I, I sure hope so. That's awesome. And, of course, you know, once again, you can get back to normal and do your normal thing and not have to sit there and work 24-7. 
So, ah, uh, but uh, yeah, glad you're getting settled, um, Paul. Man, anything going on special in your world? Uh, not not really. Uh, I, this weekend, you know, we got the big wrestling thing. I know this Sunday, um, Wrestle Circus is doing a show out near Arlington that I'll be at. Um, so there's a lot of guys. I mean, Rocky Romero is going to be there. Jeff Cobb or Matanza, a bunch of other guys. I'm really looking forward to going to that show too. That's pretty sweet, man. That's really cool. You're going. Yeah, there's early afternoon, so I should still be able to do everything else that we do on Sunday, but it's going to be a busy weekend, guys. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God, yeah. Yeah, tell we me about it. Got uh, Saturday, got the double dose of two things, and then Sunday, some more. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. So a big weekend coming your way. And this week has already been kind of nuts, So even before that. You know, like I just said, this week has not been, you know, it's not a bad week. Personally, my personal life has been pretty okay. Nothing terrible there. Well, take that back. My daughter did have to go to the doctor with the UTI. That was not fun. Going to the doctor is never funny, especially when it's your kid. It's it's Mm -hmm. a bummer. Uh, But, you know, uh, the other thing is, is, you know, uh, Tony Romo is now a backup quarterback, so I had to deal with that. My emotions have been very flux because I'm a, I love Dak Prescott. It's it's a sweet and sour thing, man. So I, I've been kind of bummed out about that a little bit, kind of down. Ah, don't be selfish, Gary. What about his emotions? I know. <laughs> I know. I, well, I'm imagining his wife saying, "Well, it was it, it was nice being with you, but you're not a starting quarterback." So see you later. God. <laughs> not- She's not Jessica Simpson. I'm really just joking. <laughs> Could I know. you imagine, though? Could you... I just like to kid about that. Cause, uh... <laughs> She'd be like, yeah. oh, I'm going to actually have a singing career again. Oh, she... I- I'm kidding. Candace Romo's probably pretty nice. I- I but, you know, yeah. that is also Tony's probably going to get traded next year, and he'll be in Denver Bronco, oh. New York Jet, or somebody somebody else's team. Oh, God. Uh, you know, that. this isn't a football show. I know, right? I, I, I hope I hope he does become a New York Jet. To be honest with you, that way our friend Randy Isabel can sit here and go, "What?" <laughs> <laughs> and then he'll be like, "I have to root for this guy, and I really don't want to." And you know, so sitting into another team with a bad offensive line. Yeah, vindictive, yeah, really. Gary. <laughs> evil, very evil. But you know, it's got to get as long as we get our draft pick. I guess I can be okay. Huh. Uh, but. You know, outside of that, you know, my frustration with that, it's it's been okay. So, I'm not too bad over here. You know, we'll be seeing. Well, guys, you know, enough of our personal lives. Why don't we jump right into it? We've got plenty of quick hits to talk about, some things to dive into. So, we are going to be right back with some quick hits. Oh. It's time for wrestling news. Quick hits. Uh, sorry if you don't like my noises that I make while I'm trying to find tracks. I always find a you know, if you'd rather listen to silence for 15 seconds, you know, be my guest. <laughs> I guess. Have you had complaints, Sean? Yes, I had somebody say, "Why do you do that?" I was like, "Well, it's either that, or you're just going to hear much of silence for 15 seconds. You're going to get people thinking that there's a problem." I'd rather make the noise. I know. Sometimes I try to cue you. Sometimes I try to drag it on, like, oh, we're going we're gonna to do NXT, Sean. And then, all right, guys, we're going to do NXT coming up. Then we're going to do and then I, And then Sean is still like, uh, I'm like, oh, he's working on something. Gosh darn it. Okay. 
<laughs> but anyway, enough of behind the scenes talk. You'll get plenty of that on a future date. Uh, let's get into some cool and interesting stuff when it comes to the WV, like the fact that they're going to have chocolate bars. Oh, I can't wait. FYE is going to be releasing them. There's going to be plenty of them. I think uh, we got Randy Orton is going to have one. Bray Wyatt. I mean, even Balor is going to have one. It's going to be called the Balor Club. I think this is kind of cool. All sorts of different flavors. Uh, I don't actually have the flavors in front of me. I don't know if you guys know exactly the different ones. That's but... if you happen to have an FYE around you. Because I mm-hmm. don't even know where I have one around here. So. I don't know, Paul. Do we even have one around us? I mean, I, we I used to have one for a very long time in Collin Creek Mall, but I don't think it's there anymore. Yeah, see, it used to exactly... be one inside the Galleria, too. Mm-hmm. I haven't been to the gallery in ages. I don't, I don't think the gallery exists anymore now. I think about yeah, it. Is it really not? Yeah, I think it's a. Uh, it got turned into like this big artist place where people go and display art and stuff. Oh, that's awful. My tears are coming. <laughs> <laughs> well, now it's officially a galleria. D- yeah. So. Now we can't shop. It's just art. How dare oh. they try to create culture? Okay, so Ugh. here's the here's the flavors: sea salt, caramel, milk, chocolate for John Cena. Fearfully Dark Chocolate for Bray Wyatt. Phenomenal Milk Chocolate for AJ Styles. Uh, Hand Clapping Pop Rock Chocolate for The New Day. Uh, The Big Dogs Milk Chocolate. That just sounds wrong. Uh, For Roman Reigns. Chipotle Dark Chocolate. For uh, Finn Balor. I didn't know Finn Balor was Mexican. Uh, The Architects Milk Chocolate for Seth Rollins. And the Apex Predator milk chocolate for Randy Orton. I mean, I know there's different kinds of chocolate besides, like, those three. I mean, we, we couldn't come up with another kind of chocolate. I'm, I'm just saying. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, I thought John Cena would have given at least, like, you know, orange chocolate or something. Because, you know, he's a colorful character. Um, oh, yeah, that's true. You could have, like, you know, that. Oh, I mean, like cherry chocolate, things like, you know, different flavors. Yeah. I'm just a little surprised they didn't do that. But, you know, maybe it was more money and they didn't want to do that. So they just said, hey, Probably, just slap milk yeah. chocolate. You don't want Ghirardelli uh, prices for your chocolate either. That's I was hoping Finn's would taste like sulfur. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the one where you die after <laughs> you eat it. You know what, though? They messed up there, because I think, you know, yeah, you pass away. Like, it was worth it as you die. I love Finn. Uh, but, uh, no, I really think that, you know, with an Irish thing, maybe something minty. Like, you know, mint chocolate. You know? I think, I think you needed to have Seamus for that. If you can. Uh, maybe. I mean, you could, I mean, that, that's a good point there, too. But, you know, I think his would be a little sour. You know, just me. Uh <laughs> The one I'm more, most interested in right now is the Bray Wyatt one. I love dark chocolate, so that's the one I want. Yeah, I agree. I'm, I'm with you there. So I'm, I'm good on let that. Me ask, let me ask you guys this. Did you guys, I know, I know we talked, uh, you know, Monday Night Raw on the Raw Review. Me and Paul got a chance to talk about it, but we didn't talk about this. I wanted to save it until we actually got into this episode, and that is about the fact that they had the state of the WWE Universe following Raw um, did either of you guys check that out? I did. It was the biggest waste of 30 minutes of my yes, life. Yes, exactly. Oh, my <laughs> God. Can I tell you how I watched it? And, and this is kind of funny. Uh, I had my Bluetooth headset on. 
uh, I had to charge my phone, which I put it on my phone to watch. I set my phone down against the wall by the plug, and I sat down in my chair and watched Monday Night Football to finish the game. And uh, my wife walked by and said, what the heck is on your phone? Why is your phone playing a video? I'm like, well, I'm listening to it. Why? What do you? I was like, they have an interview. It's not worth watching. <laughs> so, <laughs> and it wasn't even worth listening to, guys. So, yeah, I'm just. Why did they even do that? That's my biggest question. I get it. Yes, you're getting ready for Survivor Series, but couldn't that have been really taken place on maybe following ta- Talking Smack, or maybe do that Wednesday or Thursday? Maybe Thursday. I don't know. I just thought that was silly, or just shorter. That did not need to be 30 minutes. <laughs> what did they but, exactly address? Just a bunch of bull crap about Survivor Series? I mean... Paul Heyman built the match well with with Goldberg and Lesnar. That was the only takeaway. Everything else was just senseless bickering. Exactly. It was just pointless. I thought maybe this was going to be where they give you the, the real big stipulation, that one that everybody had been, you know hinting at for a while. Oh, no. We yeah, get that... nothing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, you know, I, I understand they still want to get, you know, content out there. They want to have something for you to want to tune in to the WWE Network on um, nights like Raw and SmackDown. So I get that, but this was a waste of time. In, in fact, if you watched this and you didn't have to, and it, you were a brave soul, I, I think I would have turned this off if I'd didn't have to talk about it here. And really, I guess I didn't have to because we really don't want to say anything about it. Uh, but I, there is something I want Sean to talk about. And Sean, I mean, me and Paul touched on this uh, on the Raw review, but I want to know what your thoughts were on the Goldberg-Paul Heyman segment. Uh, I, you know, personally enjoyed it, but I want to know what you thought about it. I like the segment. Uh, you know, it was... Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I have Goldberg really built it up well that he was upset and he was angry. Uh, Paul Heyman kind of gave it away that he was going to do the line about his family again to kind of set him off. Uh, that's the only one that kind of bugged me a little bit. But, I mean, Haven was his typical, you know, I'm just going to be an, an asshole. I'm going to be a jerk. I'm, uh, uh, I'm going to get under your skin. He did that well. Uh, I thought maybe this would be one of those times where Brock was going to grab the microphone and try to say something. He didn't. But other than that, uh, I think, uh, you know, Goldberg looked really good when he was doing the beatdown. Uh, you know, it just I, it came off really well. This, this entire thing came off really well. 
and it got you interested in the the match. Brock did exactly what you expect him to do, which is he's not going to waste his time on Raw. He's going to wait till the pay-per-view, and you get a little tease, and that's kind of all you needed. Did you think Goldberg looked good with his shirt off? Uh, uh, yeah. Uh, he looked uh, as much as good as a 50-year-old guy is going to look. I mean, uh, you know, it's, I just really didn't pay attention to it that much, honestly. I probably should have after I nobody listened to you guys and, and watched it again. But, uh, yeah, that's not something I was particularly paying attention to. Are you telling me you didn't freeze frame it, take a picture, nothing like that? Um, <laughs> slow mo. I mean, hey, you know, if that's what you decided to do with it, Gary, I mean, you know, Goldberg may not be around that often, so I guess, why uh, not, you know? Yeah, no, I'm kidding. But no, I mean, honestly, the reason I asked that, and it sounds very homoerotic, it's not about that. It's just the fact of, you know, you honestly. You said that, not anybody else. It's letting you know. <laughs> I was just saying, I know, I mean, honestly, that sounded very, you know, but my point being in this whole thing is I thought he still looks like he's in great shape. Now, he's not in 1998 Goldberg shape where he's jacked up, but he still looks like he could actually, you know, be physical, be a guy that still has, you know, some martial arts background appearance compared to just a chubby old 50 year old guy, you know. He looks like he's been taking care of himself, is what I'm trying to say. So, well, yeah, I mean, he has been doing these the kickboxes all the time. And then I think it's this is a different Goldberg because he's not going to go get himself back on roids for what could just be one match. Like, that's dumb, right? Like, why put yourself through that? Just do what you can with normal uh, such, you know, normal uh, weights and, and cardio and everything else. And we'll still have to see. You can look as good as you want to look. But when you get in that ring with someone like Brock Lesnar, you're going to get gassed really quick, and are you going to be able to hang in there? That's that's the thing I'm more worried about at this point. Yeah, and you brought that up, Paul, uh, when we were talking about this. You, you were kind of saying that your biggest worry is the fact that, you know, Goldberg being away from the ring, even though he's had practice now, you're kind of concerned that he's not going to be able to do it yeah, I mean, we haven't the the brief things that we've seen from him, like the, him beating up the security guards, was cool. Uh, but you know, it's just it was basic stuff. It was nothing too big. And then he had trouble with you know lifting Rusev and everything. And so far, he hasn't painted the picture that this is going to be. I, and it's not like their first go around was a, a technical wizard masterpiece, classic, whatever other term you want to use for it. But I mean. This this is looking like it's going to be kind of rough too. <laughs> yeah, it, it could be, and you know, I, I think all of us hope it's not because we all remember that terrible match that Brock Lesnar and Goldberg had, you know, many moons ago, and um, hopefully they get as far away from that as they can. Talk about the uh, Survivor Series and all that. Of course, that's going to be available on the WWE Network. And this network is trying to get subscribers back that have left. And, in fact, they are actually looking to get back those subscribers that have been gone like three months. And so they want to offer those guys, those subscribers that have lapsed, three free months of the WWE Network. That way they can get people on board for Survivor Series and the Royal Rumble. And 
I get why they would do this because if they offer it to you long enough, maybe you'll watch it more, and then maybe you'll get so used to having it that you're going to want to pay for it again. I can understand that. That makes a little bit of sense to me. But, I mean, do you think this is really a good business plan? Do you think this is actually going to work? And how do you think people that pay $9.99 every month should feel? Do you think they should feel slighted that, man, you know, these people are getting a quarter of the year free? You know, they tried that thing with uh, them giving away shop credits. I feel like that would have been much nicer than them trying to do this. Because this, I mean, three months free? Come on, guys. Like, stick to the month deal. If they don't want to do that, then just let them go. <laughs> I mean, this just, it feels like begging almost, really. Yeah, at this point, just either introduce to tears or just leave it alone. Like, it's... You're going way too into this. Like nobody does this. Nobody else does this. Why? Because they don't. They don't feel this desperation of needing this. You know, just get be happy with what you have, and don't go crazy offering too much for free. Because you know what Gary said, it could be true. You could get used to it being around and saying, okay, well, I've watched it for three months. Okay, I kind of want to get for WrestleMania. Or maybe you say, look, i watched it for three months. I feel like this is all I'm going to get. And, you know, and especially with the, the old content or any kind of the new original shows, you can watch all that in three months. You know, and then, okay, well, I don't really care about watching this week to week or whatever. I don't care about NXT. Okay, I'm going to cut it. And so, like, you kind of lost, you could end up losing just as many of the people that you're getting here uh, as you get any that stay stay with it. So, for me, it's just like, the next thing they really need to do is just introduce the tiers and just be done with this and introduce the different ways you can enjoy the network, whether you have only a laptop and a tablet or, or whether you're going to introduce, like, little incentives, like maybe some shop credits or... To, Ways to get tickets or whatever it is for the fifteen ninety nine if you can't or fourteen ninety nine if you can't uh, get any kind of indie content or whatever. But it's just for me uh, until they do that, I this all this kind of stuff seems dumb. Yeah, and I think that they're trying to do anything possible, and it, and it does kind of seem desperate. Because I think that they have a certain number that they want to stay around. And I think that they've seen those numbers maybe slide a bit. Maybe it's something we haven't been reported on, you know, or we haven't seen, uh, you know, take place yet because we only get the quarterly, you know, financials every quarter. We don't get a chance to see them right when they're actually taking place. And maybe they're seeing a trend that they don't like. And so they're willing to do anything to get people more interested in, you know, of course, purchasing the WWE Network. So. I'm really kind of curious at the end of this quarter how that's all going to turn out and if it is a serious situation for them or at least, you know, maybe some sliding of the numbers. I mean, this just says uh, a lot, though. You're doing all this on Raw and SmackDown to sell Survivor Series TakeOver, TLC or whatever, and you want to go beyond that, too? It's like, why? You know? Just, just mm-hmm. don't get it. Yeah, I don't either. Uh, some other interesting news when it comes to WWE right now is the fact that you know they had uh, Steve Carino stop by and you know 
hang out at the Performance Center, and they had some video of it. You know, we talked about this last week that his contract is getting close to being up. And, you know, this is a guy that's been around wrestling for a long time. How would you feel about him actually maybe joining up forces, maybe being a coach or doing something with a WWE? Are we talking about uh, Karina? Yes. Yeah, they they had a video up on, on all their social media accounts, uh, the WWE, about his time in the Performance Center and him gawking at everything. You know, the the usual stuff, but... We did talk about uh, Carino being one of those contracts that Ring of Honor has coming up at the end of the year, and I thought it was a fun question to ask. Maybe if he does jump ship, this this could be a place for him. And uh, I, I don't know if he does leave, but it's certainly a fun idea to think about, and certainly, I mean, it fits right in with what WWE's trying to do and getting all these older indie stars, guys who've been around and were big names and feel like they could add a lot. And Steve Carino certainly can. He knows how to put together a promo. He knows how to build characters. He knows how to build up a character as well, so I think I think it'd be a great grab if he does end up there. I just I don't know. He seems happy at Ring of Honor, honestly, but you never know. You never know. Yeah, I think it all it's all about does he want to explore something new or does he kind of want to stay where he's at? And like Paul said, he seems very happy with what he's doing, getting to make trips to Japan, do New Japan stuff, and and all that as well. I mean that that's gotta help. Uh, I think, uh, you know, the interesting thing here, too, is would WWE be wanting him to, because of his connections to Ring of Honor, do they think that he could be someone that can sort of be a liaison to try to get some of these guys, or just to get other, any talent that maybe he has spotted uh, for WWE to kind of go look at? Uh, I mean, it it helps. Any any person you can kind of get that has an eye for that uh, definitely would would be who WWE to go find. Uh, I think, uh, that, like I said on the Thursday show, him being that guy that perhaps finally has the replacement for um, for uh, for Corey Graves wouldn't be bad because we know he's great on commentary for ROH. Uh, you know, I, I think he could work well with uh, Tom Phillips. I mean, he, not only that, he I mean, he could help you there in the performance center. He can help you with the wrestlers, uh, what Paul said, with the character, with the promo, everything else. I mean, he he brings everything you kind of want in a coach. So, you know, there's there's a lot there for them to have if he wants to go there. Yeah, and that's a, a great point. And, you know, there's definitely a lot that they can get out of this guy. It's just a question of what what is his passion? Where does he feel like he is in his life currently? And, you know, is he really willing to move down to Orlando full time? Because that's going to have to be the case if he does do this. And, you know, I think that this guy is a, uh, you know, definitely a veteran that's going to have a lot of knowledge for those young guys in Performance Center if he would just to do that, you know. At the end of the day, though, I think we'll find out, you know, and I think we'll find out if he really does love Ring of Honor and what he's doing there as well. So, um, but, you know, as we talk uh, about Steve Perino, let's talk about a announcer that used to be with WWE, and that's Joey Styles. And he uh, just got released from Evolve this past week, and now also uh, Chikara, Beyond Wrestling, uh, or other promotions that let him go because of a controversial joke that he made uh, at Evolve, a big eye-pay-per-view that they had. And that joke was kind of in reference to a Donald Trump joke. 
and it was known that Gabe Sapolsky said, do not make any political jokes, don't say anything like that, and still Joey Styles kind of panicked during this uh, promo and made the joke, and then later on, you know, of course, realized what he had done. Saying all that, I mean, this is a big controversy. We've had people chime in. Heck, even Mickey James chimed in and said a few things in his favor. How do you feel about this? What, what do you think about, you know, the situation? Do you think it's fair that he got fired? And not only that, uh, where do you think Joey Styles is going to go from here? Uh, so the the big thing here is that Gabe, who's the you know, head honcho over at Evolve, said, don't do this. Joey did it. You're going to get fired, Joey. It's, it's just how it's going to be. And do, I, a lot of people say it's an overreaction. I think it's probably the fairest thing they could have done. It was Evolve's first show on Flow Slam. They're trying to make an impression, show that this deal is going to work out. And then they have this happen. Flow Slam is supposed to be very upset, which is part of the reason why I think Beyond let him go. Um, was because Beyond is going to stream their shows on their live. They won't have the on-demand network on there. They have that on YouTube. Um, but they are working with Flow Slam there. So I think that's another reason, because Flow Slam is supposed to be upset with Joey now, too. And Jakar promotes intergender wrestling. They, uh, Mike Quackenbush, the owner, wrote a very poignant letter that uh, whenever they fired him, uh, that uh, they're not going to tolerate any sort of comments like that towards any race, culture, creed, gender, what have you. Um, so, I mean, it's all really cool. And, it's, I mean, it's never, it's never ever cool to joke about sexual harassment. It's just not. So I, I'm in favor of the move personally. I mean, it's hard when you've got other people uh, that are in the business or whatever defending him and uh, that they see it as a joke, that it was intended to be, and that they don't have a problem with it. But, you know, this is one of those things. I mean, again, don't know how far reaching this is. Obviously, Flow Slam, I think, doesn't want this kind of press. Uh, remember that Evolve is still in cahoots with WWE, and I'm sure that they might have had Joey Styles on a short leash because of that, too, of, well, you don't want to piss off WWE. And so, you know, I don't know how much that comes into play. But again, if, if your boss tells you don't do something, okay, and you keep doing it, um, it was like, you know, today I had, a, it was nothing like this at all, but it's similar situation in that you know, we're technically not supposed to use our phones uh, at work, and everybody kind of does, and even he does, the person that ever ran to me, but I guess he saw it as I'd been using my phone a little bit too much or whatever, and he told me if I see it again, I'm going to send you home. And so, like the rest of the day, I just said, okay, well, uh, if I'm going to use my phone, i got to go to the bathroom or somewhere where you really can't get mad at somebody for using their phone. Like just, just because, even though I know him personally, he wouldn't mean anything necessarily by it or whatever, but he feels like, hey, at the end of the day, I'm telling you to do something, and if you don't do it, there's going to be consequences. Just like any other job, he tells you to do something, you don't just don't do it, and you would have been fine. You wouldn't wouldn't have lost any of your jobs here, uh, you know. And and like Paul, that's a touchy subject right now. It's a touchy subject for everything right now, you know. Like the the the, the the NFL just basically shamed a kicker into where he got released and everything because of something uh, like this. 
you know, um, uh, his was basically way more egregious than whatever Joey Styles said, but still, like, you just don't, anything that has to do with sexual assault, sexual harassment, rape, anything like that, you just do. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Do not, especially with the stuff with Donald Trump, just... Don't say that crap right now. Like, just don't. And, uh, I don't know. I, I In a live environment, sometimes you don't think about what you say. And that's fine, but it's just, I, it's hard to feel bad for the guy. And I'm sorry if somebody's going to come in here and blast me because I don't feel sorry for him. But I, I just can't right now. Yeah, it's understandable. And, you know, for good reason. Now, do we see this affecting him long term or short term when it comes to his work in wrestling? So he was working with the promotions that he was because they were promoting close to his house. He didn't want to drive further than like an hour or two um, to to these shows. So him doing Chikara and Beyond and, and Evolve all that he was only doing those in uh, when they were in uh, in New York and stuff like that. So or Maryland or you know I don't know how far it is from where he lives. Um, so that that was the reason why he has a day job. He does he does stocks, I think, for a living now. Uh, so he'll be fine as far as making an income and all that stuff. But whether he shows up in wrestling again or not for a while, I uh, I can't really say. I don't know who else out there has a big product around him that would want him on their shows right now. Yeah, that's true, and uh, that's some you know interesting information. So I, I would be curious, maybe down the line. Once this all blows over, I'm sure we'll hear from Joey Styles again. I just think right now, like you're saying, Paul, it, it, it may you know be something that has to kind of be put aside until things cool down. You know, it always makes me wonder with you know Joey Styles and you know you know sexual harassment, anything like that is not funny. Um, but it just makes me wonder if it is a sexually consent uh, environment where it, both parties agree, and Joey Styles is one of those parties. If he was to grab somebody's crotch, would he go, oh, my God? <laughs> oh, that's terrible. That's terrible. I just would. That would. <laughs> Maybe he would. I'm just picturing it. And it just, it's, a, it's an interesting image. So uh, Anyway, <laughs> moving on from that, uh, we, you know, we have other things that we can, you know, really get into. But, you know, something that's sad that, you know, we kind of have to talk about here is Van Vader. Yeah, Big Van Vader has been a guy that's you know a, you know kind of a legendary wrestler has been around for quite a while, and sadly uh, he got into a big car accident that has affected him majorly. Uh, but not only that, he got some news from the doctors that you know he does have congestive heart failure, and he probably only has about two more years to live. And boy, that's that's a hard pill to swallow. Um, you know, I hope he has longer, but that's what he's being told right now. Do you think that this guy and his chances of getting into the WB Hall of Fame and maybe some other accolades will be given to him in the near future because of this situation? 
I mean, the fact that he's not in the WWE Hall of Fame already is just a freaking crime and a half. Uh, Vader's one of the best big man wrestlers to ever step foot in the ring. He's one of the probably the toughest guys who has ever stepped in the ring. The guy not only was a star here in America, he was a huge star in Japan. And just he's he's so good. And he's he's one of my favorite wrestlers of all time, if you can't tell. So get him in the hall. This really sucks to hear. Um, but absolute best wishes to Vader, and hopefully, you know, his health takes a turn for the better. Yeah, especially once you had him there as a presenter, it kind of feels like you need to have him in there. Uh, it just, it like Paul said, everything he said, he already kind of said everything, but just, it is a crime that he's not been in there. I know he didn't have the greatest run in WWE, and that might be something that Vince looks at. Uh, when he's looking at guys that have been there before or whatever and don't have, like, huge names like Goldberg or whatever. But uh, I, I really hope that – it's sad that it takes things like this where it's like, oh, well, we don't know how much longer he has or, or a big car accident messes with, uh, you know, how much time he has or whatever. And then Vince feels like, okay, well, now we have to get him in because – you don't want another posthumous uh, induction. Um, kind of sucks he couldn't have just been there on his own previously when, when it wasn't life-threatening. But uh, I guess uh, hopefully you do see him, and uh, hopefully you know he gets to outlive this. Uh, you know, so many times doctors give uh, give time frames, and you yeah, outlive them. So hopefully this is not one of those times. Yeah, it is just a sad situation, and I hope he does get the Hall of Fame induction, hopefully this year, because you just don't know how long a guy has to live, you know. Yeah, mm-hmm. you're, you're right, though. Yeah. I mean, it needs to be this year, because mm-hmm. just like they said two years, it could be six months. Yep, you're right. You're exactly right on that. Uh, let's jump into some rapid hits real quick, guys. we got a few things here that are kind of interesting uh, pieces of news. Well. Really quickly here, uh, Tony Nese officially has signed with WWE. We're still hearing that Drew Gulak could be another possibility, as well as the Bollywood Boys. Yeah, the Bollywood Boys apparently have made the move to Florida, so that probably seems incoming. I know Drew Gulak has a lot more uh, commitments to things, especially um, to Chikara and other places like that uh, outside of Evolve. So I'm sure he's got a lot of other stuff to get in order if he does sign. Um, I'm not saying he will, obviously, but... He very well could. Well, the uh, Bollywood boys, I think, one of them already has it on their Facebook that uh, he is officially working with WWE. So, Okay. Um, they are officially signed, looks like. And, of course, you know, Tony it's That's really cool that, you know, that WWE, they've, again, more guys benefiting from having been in the Cruiserweight Classic, uh, getting to now be in the Cruiserweight division, hopefully – whether it be SmackDown gets to bring them and use them well, or whether it's uh, Raw keeps them. Just just hope these guys get used and that they have a purpose and it's not just, oh, just being dudes on SmackDown. You know? Michael Elgin plans to open up his own wrestling promotion, uh, Glory Pro, in St. Louis, Missouri. 
Uh, this has been a really cool situation to follow. Sean and I are in a group where Michael Logan is also in, and he sort of brought it up in there on Facebook, and then he, he went on Twitter, and then he's he's already opened a Twitter for Glory Pro. Uh, a uh, promotion called Anarchy uh, Anarchy Wrestling out in St. Louis closed down. He's trying to fill the void, and he wants to use use it as a place to train up his students, which is really cool. Guys like uh, Kurt Stallion, who's going to be in the Ring of Honor Top Prospect Tournament next year, uh, and who wrestles locally around here as well uh, in, in the Texas area. So, I mean, this is really cool. I'm really excited. Michael Logan, uh, I said he already plans on ha- trying to have an event where him and uh, Joe Doring can uh, main event. So once Joe Doring's back on his feet after all the brain surgery. Yeah, it's been really cool to follow this uh, on the Facebook page with Michael Logan kind of giving updates and on Twitter as well. Uh, just, yeah, this is really cool. Anytime you get to hear about a wrestler opening up a, a, uh, a kind of wrestling promotion is awesome, but it being Michael Elgin, you know he's going to stick with it, and those guys are going to learn from one of the best. Otonga released a picture on Twitter of him, uh, and that is in pretty much full garb and uh, lots of you know uh, guns and armor around him, saying he's going to be on a primetime TV show, one of his favorites. Uh, what do you think about this? Uh, what, I mean, do you know what show it is? He did not tell us. That's the funny thing. It must be a secret. Huh. I'll be sure not to watch it. <laughs> <laughs> I wondered if it was Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., to be honest with you. Oh, are Lord. You, are you going to watch the... Uh, they did a lot of promotion for it on SmackDown. Are you going to watch that shooter TV series of Randy Orton? I don't think so. Yeah. I, I do like Ryan Phillippe, though, so I might check it out. I don't know. I had stuff to do after SmackDown went off, so if I or I would have kept, I would have maybe kept watching it, but who knows? It could be decent. It could be. I'm just worried that Otunga is going to be in the new 24 show, 24 Legacy. Oh God! I know. I'm concerned about that. I really am. Uh, well, The Rock has. Be concerned about that show. Period. <laughs> well, yeah. Kiefer Sutherland is not a part of it, so you know, uh, I'm really halfway interested. Why couldn't he have been the president of Trump? That would have been cooler. Keep for selling. Uh, he probably wouldn't live as long. The guy apparently smokes like a, cha- like a uh, you know, a chain. He's a chain smoker. He's terrible. He's a chimney. Wow. Donald, I mean, yeah. Donald Trump's seventy. <laughs> yeah, I mean. <laughs> yeah, but he doesn't smoke or drink or anything. I'm just saying. I mean, that doesn't say anything because there's lots of guys who do this smoke and drink yeah. and live to be ninety. Uh, I'm just saying that's not good for your health. No. Uh, but saying all that, uh, you know, The Rock is actually thinking about running for president in 2020. Would you vote? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think he has a chance in hell of winning, but uh, I'd certainly vote for The Rock. I mean, if, don't, if all the if wrestling don't... fans voted, <laughs> that's that's I'm... a good percent. I mean, yeah. <laughs> well, you know, we all know that uh, Rikishi would do it for The Rock, so we hope you would too. <laughs> I'm real curious what his foreign policy would be. Is it just rock bottoms for everybody? <laughs> uh, it does make you wonder. Uh, that's it's going to be awesome. I really hope he does. Uh, but you he's know, the rock also the, he's going to have the people's elbow on healthcare. Yeah, <laughs> foreign, foreign policy just turns into a chain of SmackDown hotels. Like I mean, yeah, exactly. <laughs> he gives the people's eyebrow to anyone who you know. Goes against his thoughts in Congress. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but anyway, The Rock also got some other accolades. 
He is now this year's People's Sexiest Man Alive. Good for him. I mean, it's not like he needed it, but... (laughs) (laughs) Surprised he hasn't won that thing before, honestly. But, uh, you know, that's cool. Some very prominent people have won that award, so... Well, thank you. I, I try, you know. Um, but, <laughs> How come I knew, Gary? <laughs> Wouldn't it be awesome if I actually did win that one year? People are like, oh my god, <laughs> people. Just talk about yeah. it out of nowhere. <laughs> yeah. This is like an RKO. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh my god. I, I, need to put, I need to superimpose myself in one of those and just put myself in that position. There you go. Let uh, me get on that. Yeah. One last thing we're going to briefly uh, jump on here is uh, Lillian Garcia is still talking wrestling, but not with WWE. She's actually got her own podcast coming out, Uh-oh. and it's going to be all in Spanish. And her first guest is actually going to be Rey Mysterio. That's really cool. I hadn't heard anything about that. Congrats That's to Lillian. That's cool. I can listen to it. and Well, I'm sure there will be translations, whatever, but... That's cool. Uh, yeah. I'm forgetting the name of it right now, and I'm sorry that I don't remember the name of it, but uh, it is actually being produced um, by uh, Maria Menounos, I believe. I think she's a part uh, of this, Okay, I believe. Um, so, yeah, something if, if you know, if you uh, are a Spanish speaker or you're learning to, you know, Spanish, maybe this is something you want to go check out, and I think it's really cool. So, I, you um, know, She obviously has a unique perspective, so. Mm-hmm. Definitely. I'm glad she still gets to have a voice. Um, that's really, really cool. You know, it's or a she's definitely... going to shoot on anybody being in Spanish. You know, maybe things <laughs> that Vince won't hear. She'll be, you know, saying things like, you know, Vince is really small and things like that. You know, <laughs> um, you know, he's not as a big man as you think. You know, I'm not talking about your area, but I'm just talking about, you know, muscle bound. What the heck? Uh, you know, the other. <laughs> The other thing we would, you know, want to say with Lillian Garcia is, I hope she doesn't spend half the time talking about how great Conan is. So, <laughs> anyway, That's you never know, Gary. She could be a big Conan fan. Yeah, true. She may be. She may be just ending up every podcast with orderly, orderly. So. Uh... <laughs> Uh, <laughs> anyway, <laughs> enough about Lillian. Uh, we need to go and talk about Ring of Honor, guys. And, uh, you know, this was an interesting uh, episode of Ring of Honor, for sure. Uh, they are leading towards one of their big pay-per-views, and we're going to get into that and all that and more. Um, so let's go ahead and do it. Let's get into some Ring of Honor talk. All right, guys. All right. Uh, so Ring of Honor, uh, they, they finally made the move. They're out of Lowell. Now they're uh, wearing the TV tapings from Baltimore, Maryland, inside the William J. Myers Pavilion, their favorite place there. Uh, and they open right up with the uh, with another first-round match in the World Six-Man Tag Team title tournament with Team CMLL of Ultimo Guerrero, Okamura, and Hechicero taking on The Addiction, Frankie Kazarian, Christopher Daniels, and Kamatachi. This is a pretty fun match. Uh, the opening's a little stale, but they get some nice little runs here and there. Uh, I, I'm more familiar with Ultimo Guerrero out of this group, just because Ultimo, uh, not only is he a booker down there in CMLL now, but he's one of their bigger stars, and he's uh, he's a terrific worker too. But 
he really, I think, is the the big selling point in this match. Uh, he's the one that gets a lot of the big spots, and he's the one that gets a pinfall, too. He reverse suplexes Christopher Daniels off the top rope to get his team to win. After there's a bit of a miscommunication between Daniels and Kamatachi that, uh, in hindsight, now that Kamatachi is no longer Kamatachi uh, over in New Japan, I'm, it makes it much more interesting. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, this is kind of interesting. And, you know, watching this, I wasn't sure which uh, what I was going to think, really, to be honest with you. I don't know any of the guys from Team CMLL. And I was kind of thinking to myself, honestly, the addiction in Kamatachi, this is in the bag. They're going to win this. And it ended up being completely different than that. And I really, you know, got that nice surprise. I appreciated it. I'm sure it is kind of giving some love over to CMLL for sending those guys over. So uh, at the end of the day, you know, they were kind of impressive, not super impressive. Ultimo Guerrero was probably the one guy you could say is definitely impressive. Uh, He also got the pin, I believe, if I'm remembering right. Um, Yeah. So, I mean, him doing that, of course, uh, I think it's Carino talking about, he's my favorite, new favorite wrestler. I thought that was kind of funny as well. So, some good stuff here, uh, entertaining. I think the post-match stuff was even more entertaining to me uh, with, you know, the situation we had with Kamatachi wanted to kick the crap out of, you know, the addiction for losing that match. And so, I like that. Kazarian was not a fan of it. Kazarian was kind of pissed off, but... You know, uh, he got cooled down pretty quickly. Um, so mm-hmm. it was interesting. And, and, of course, Kamatachi spitting on their feet and leaving. I guess that means the end of their friendship, I'm assuming. Yeah, I don't know if there's going to be a match or anything like that between them. But, uh, I mean, you're, the post-match stuff that Gary's mentioned, Kamatachi ends up coming to the ring and shoving Daniels around uh, for essentially costing him the match. Because Kamatachi had things well in hand before Daniels gets involved and, Kazarian gets all hot and bothered under the uh, under the collar there, and Daniels calms him down and says, leaders admit fault, and says Kamatachi can hit him if he wants, and he just spits at his feet and walks away, which is, I mean, it's it's kind of a big deal. They've been pushing these guys pretty hard, uh, at least Kamatachi, and I mean, at least he got to have that Dragon Lee match, if this is indeed his last appearance here in Ring of Honor. Um, but, it, I mean, I don't think that relationship with New Japan is going anywhere anytime soon, so... Yeah, I, I could definitely understand. And, you know, I just thought that was kind of an interesting way to end the match, and, and it kind of gives you a story that I, you know, I had not seen before, so I kind of enjoyed that. Um, and I liked, also like the fact that Daniels admitted it, you know, admitted his faults. And that's also something else that you don't see a lot. A lot of times, heels, you know, they never do any wrong in their eyes. And this guy, you know, actually did it. Uh, what do you think about Team CL- CMLL? Do you think that those guys, you know, kind of went on just to kind of get a little further to get knocked out? Or do you think that they're, you know, serious competitors? Uh, I, I've read spoilers, so I know who's in the ah, finals already. Uh, but that being said, it didn't surprise me that Team CMLL got the win here anyways. Um, Ring of Honor, I think, wants to really help promote CMLL and try to build them up just as well as they have with their New Japan relationship. Because I think there's... Maybe not next year, maybe not the year after, but if this deal keeps going and we're looking at maybe like 20, 2019, 2020, maybe you see these three promotions team up and try to put on a big show in, in an arena somewhere and try to see if it finds traction, like maybe somewhere in California um, where War of the Worlds turns into like this big pay-per-view in, in like the Staples Center or something, and maybe they can try to make a go of not, not challenging, obviously, WWE, but at least you know there's competition out there running another big show. 
Yeah, it'd be a really cool idea, and you know, they could call it PJ, uh, PGW or something like that. You know, <laughs> that way confuse people like, oh, we're going to PWG, heck yeah! Like, oh, wrong ticket. But still, very, <laughs> very interesting though. No, I kid, I kid. No, I think that's a great idea, and I kind of hope it does work out that way. You know, uh, all these promotions have some great talent, and really, sometimes, you know, you'd like to say, well, they have big shows, but they're really never anything super large. For them to actually get together and put a large show on in a major arena like, you know, the Staples Center would be very, very cool. Mm. Yeah, I mean, it's probably just me talking out my ass, too, but it could happen. I like to dream. Okay, yeah, you, you know, never know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so we uh, we go to commercial break after that. The cabinet come on down, and they're they're pissed that they got saddled with the cabinet gimmick, and they seem to have dropped it now. They're done being clowns, and they're gonna be they're gonna be very cryptic about what they say after this because they say there's more of them than what you think. So I'm assuming they're they're gonna try to expand the act maybe a little bit. Um, which is fine because this gimmick was going to die a quick death anyways after the election was over. Um, and then uh, we get some highlights of the stuff that's been going on between Cedric Alexander or Cedric Alexander. Wow. Ca- uh, Dalton Castle and Caprice Coleman. Um, they they turned in. They won the number one contendership. Dalton Castle beats um, Adam Cole in a non-title singles match and is on such a roll that he wants to cash it in at uh, one of the house shows that I think is Glory by Honor. And uh, end up losing their title shot to the Young Bucks. Dalton, uh, we then come backstage where Dalton is looking for the boys. He finds Cabana. And Colt says he hasn't seen him, but they have to go to the ring because they have a tag match coming up against Keith Lee and Shane Taylor. But the camera catches some feathers lying down on the door behind a closed door. Uh, poor boys. <laughs> oh, man. Those poor guys. I mean, you know, and it, this is kind of funny and intriguing. And I think it leads to what we all kind of know takes place between cabana and castle i don't read very many spoilers but i have heard about this and uh cold cabana kind of ruined it already so things like cold um but anyway uh this was kind of interesting i love the fact that you know dalton castle gets to the ring and he expects you know cabana to put his hands out so he can step on him to get up on the ring i thought that was great um once again just classic dalton castle so, you know, and going into this match, I mean, this is a match that really, I didn't really feel like that they had a chance. I mean, because Keith Lee uh, and those guys, those guys are just amazing. amazing. I mean, so I just kind of felt like it ended the way it needed to end up here. You know, both, all, you know, all four guys look great in the ring. You know, they mm-hmm. really did. I appreciated their efforts. But at the end of the day, I knew what was going to happen. And it was not going to be Cole Cabana or Dalton Castle getting the pin. So it, it worked for what it was worth. Yeah, uh, Shane Taylor and Keith Lee do beat Dalton Castle and Cole Cabana in the tag match. Uh, I, I agree with you completely about the match. It kind of struggles to get going. That's not to say it doesn't have some great spots. You get to see Dalton Castle freaking deadlift German, German suplex Keith Lee, which is just incredibly impressive. Um, and then I love Keith Lee and Shane Taylor's finish. The um, Lee's big power bomb into the second row splash just looks so devastating every time. And Cabana really sells it well uh, after he get he inadvertently gets hit by uh, by a knee from Dalton Castle after they try to work together a little bit. And obviously that all goes wrong. But we move on from that. Uh, oh, the before, kingdom. 
Oh, go uh, ahead. For, sorry. For, no, no, sorry. Before we do, and I, I should have mentioned this when I was speaking a while ago, but I thought it was very interesting the slow pace that they started that match out with, uh, especially with Dalton Castle doing his normal, you know, antics. I don't know what that move is, that pose that he does that kind of makes people jump back. Yeah, the like little bend and snap thing. Yeah, that was a little overdone, I think, to an extent. And it took forever for this match to really get going. So that kind of turned me off a little bit, you know, just because of that. And, um, but it, it, once again, not a terrible match. Just kind of not as great as I wanted it to be. And, and the cabinet thing, you mentioned that, and that gimmick can't go on forever. But isn't that breaking the fourth wall in a way, telling everybody, <laughs> oh, you saddled us with this whole joke and we were taking ourselves serious. Now it was just a gimmick. Uh, here we are. We're mad about it. I, I don't know if I like that so much. I kind of like the idea that those guys believed in that. I wish I would have said, you know what? Screw that. We don't believe exactly like we believed. We got something new. I, I, I don't know. I just, it's weird to me. It's, it's very, I bought the, uh, the survival of the fittest, uh, VODs that they released over this week, um, or at the end of last week. And they, they get a lot of time at the San Antonio show to sort of talk about it some more. And they continue to do the same thing, but it seems like they're trying to approach things from like a guerrilla warfare rebellion sort of thing. Um, and they say that what they're doing now is sort of like a next next step or next evolution of the cabinet gimmick, which I thought was an interesting spin. But I, I agree with you in the way that, yeah, they're breaking kayfabe, but it's not something that Ring of Honor uh, hasn't done before either. So, <laughs> OK, fair enough. I just... I thought that was a little bit weird that they were doing that. I thought, you know, for sure you're going to go at this a different way. But it's okay. Yeah. I, I like all those guys. I really do. And, you know, whatever they're going to be called now, whatever they do, I think they'll do it fine. I, I really do like them. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're. I really like Caprice Coleman and Kenny King a lot. Uh, Rhett Titus, I could sort of take or leave at times. But uh, the, the other two guys, I think, got talent coming out of the wazoo and uh, – which is where talent comes out of, by the way, if you didn't know. Uh, so, <laughs> yes, yeah, it's, it's in certain orifice, but you'll you figure that one out. Yeah, you'll 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 figure it out whenever you find the wazoo. You'll know it. Uh, <laughs> uh, the kingdom get some time to hype up their match uh, with Team CMLL. That'll that's the semifinal that'll determine who gets to face uh, ACH Kushida and Jay White in that big six man tag finale at Final Battle. Uh, Adam Cole talks about the Bullet Club's success and hypes up his coming title matches against Jay Lethal and Kyle O'Reilly. Uh, and then we get to the big television title match that's been building up for a while. Bobby Fish defends against Hangman Page. I I enjoy this match. The thing I'm really struggling with with Bobby Fish right now as champion is that every single one of his title matches, and even his non-title matches now, whenever he's going alone, have the same formula. He gets beat up. He'll get a couple spots in, he'll work a body part, and then he'll get beat up some more, and then he'll do the same thing over and over again until he finally wins. And it, it's not to say that it's particularly bad, but it gets very boring to see the same thing over and over again. So I'm really hoping he can sort of freshen things up uh, going forward from this. He does win this match against uh, Paige. He makes him tap out um, after he reverses the right of passage into the knee bar. Uh but it, it's a solid match. They play off the rib injury well. I love Hangman Page to bits. He's a, such an underrated wrestler. That, that His slingshot Larry is maybe my favorite spot in wrestling right now. It's so good. Uh, I, I just can't say enough good things about him. 
Yeah, and you know, I really do agree with that too. I'm, I'm a big fan of you know, and I, I've grown to really enjoy Bobby Fish even more than I have in the past. And Hangman Page has grown on me so much over the past year. And with that all being said, I totally agree with you. I think that this formula is kind of boring when it comes to Bobby Fish. This whole rib injury thing keeps him in that formula. They are going to be holding on to it for a while now. And so that does not encourage me about future matches. Maybe I'm incorrect. Maybe I'm just being, you know, old man here and saying, well, you're not going to do nothing, anything new. Why should I care or pay attention? But they'll probably fix things. They'll probably do something different eventually. At the end of the day, though, this is about to continue the storyline. This is about Hangman Page looking as vicious as he can look. And, of course, Adam Cole is going to be there. Of course, Kyle O'Reilly is going to be there as well. So I, I do like the fact that this is all making sense, even though the match is not as great as you want it to be. Yeah, I agree with you. Uh, I forgot to mention Adam Cole and Kyle O'Reilly come down to ringside during this thing, too. And you get some post-match antics where Adam Cole and O'Reilly have some words, and then Jay Lethal comes out. And I, the championship, and Adam Cole bails, which is how this episode ends. It is, however, worth mentioning, too, Bobby Fish wants survival of the fittest. So he has a world title match coming to him. And I think anybody with a pair of eyes knows that Kyle O'Reilly is going over Adam Cole for the world title at Final Battle. Red Dragon explodes next year? Oh, man. Yeah. That is interesting. I, you know, uh, that would be, you know, ah, man, I just, it would be a shock. Um but, I mean, totally something, like you said, you could see happening. So, uh, the one thing I'll be enjoying, though, is to see Kyle O'Reilly finally getting his opportunity to, you know, be the man again. And yeah. to be the guy that, you know, they've been teasing for a long time. And that's a champion, a, a strong champion. And, of course, Adam Cole does his thing, and he does a great job being champion, too. But, I mean, this is just, it seems like a long time coming. And if that journey does get to that point and Red Dragon does blow up, that's another wrinkle that we can, of course, you know, I think get behind. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I completely agree with you. I mean, I'm sure Bobby Fish is going to drop that TV title at some time in the near future, uh, just because I don't really know what else there is left for him to do. Unless he's going to keep feuding with Bullet Club guys or something like that up to to final battle, but that's your Ring of Honor. Uh, I mean, there's some interesting stuff happening here. It's, I mean, if you're not into what's going on Ring of Honor storyline wise, though, it's it's still a brisk hour of TV that flies by pretty well. So, yeah, I totally agree. And you know, uh, once again, uh, another great week of Ring of Honor. Uh, we'll be getting into more Ring of Honor next week. And of course, you know, we'll still be doing some more reviews this week when it comes to the world of wrestling on Thursday's show. Uh, of course, that'll be available Friday morning on the download for everyone. We're going to be talking about TNA Impact Wrestling, NXT, and Lucha Underground, as well as we'll be doing some previews. Uh, and I'm sure uh, I'll let Sean kind of include you on about the other previews we're doing besides Survivor Series. Uh, Plus, you know, once again, don't want people to forget W2Mnet.com. Great place to go find uh, lots of uh, material when it comes to the world of wrestling, as well as video games and football. You want to go check us out, one click on the W2M Network, and you have all of our shows, plus some other great shows on the W2M Network that we definitely subscribe to. to ourselves and we hope you do as well because they're great great shows lots of wrestling we've got football video game podcasts just a wide array of great shows that you're not going to want to miss 
on the W2M network. So there you go on that. But uh, Sean, why don't you go ahead and let people know what's up this week? Uh, yeah, we got uh, Jowers Court with a new episode talking about part-time wrestlers and their impact on on the business, if it's good or bad. Uh, we got a video games podcast should come back tomorrow or Thursday for sure. Um, the, uh, uh, the, I mean, the other shows should, should be back as well. Just, again, with all the stuff going on, I haven't been paying too, too much attention, honestly. Uh, and of course, uh, the Thursday WTM, you should check it out because, of course, not only are we previewing, uh, Survivor Series, we'll be previewing NXT TakeOver, uh, Toronto, and the New Japan World Tag League begins on Saturday morning as well. All three of those will have some kind of roundtable or preview on the website as well, so you're going to want to check those out. Um, the New Japan World Tag League one is going to be rather extensive because we're doing, there's not only are there going to be multiple people there, uh, you also got people predicting points for the blocks and everything else, so that should be a lot of fun. Uh, it's going to be a lot of work, but hopefully it turns out into uh, good stuff for us as far as views and people enjoying it. So, uh, you know, you never know. But, uh, yeah, that's as far as what's going on. Yeah, Plus, Lucha Underground has Aztec Warfare 3 this week. We're going to talk about that on Thursday, too. I'm super hyped for that. Yes, that's right. And that is going to be a lot of fun. So, man, we've got a big show this Thursday night. So it's one you do not want to miss. Trust me. Uh, it may be a little longer than usual, but that's okay. If you got that much content, then you got to cover it. And trust me, I'm interested in every bit of it. So there you go. Well, we appreciate everybody for coming to check us out tonight. Of course, we'll be seeing you guys. Uh, if you want to come check us out, if you have not heard the SmackDown Live review or the Raw review, go check those out as well. And, of course, we will be catching you guys later on down the road. Until then, if you're not living life to the max. Not living life at all. You know it. The following podcast is a W2M Network original production. Visit W2Mnet.com for all of our other great podcasts, plus news, reviews, articles, and opinions from the worlds of wrestling, video games, football, and entertainment.